Welcome to a new year of authentic influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. I hope you all had a great holiday season. I took a few weeks off there, two, three weeks, but now I'm back and we're better than ever. We got a full slate of episodes coming to you every Monday and Thursday for the foreseeable future. And that begins today with a brand that'll make you say yum. It's KFC. I'm on with Andrea Zemensky to talk all about recernalization and how the brand is striving every day to earn its title of chicken champs. So, of course, with that, Andrea shares with me all of the different tactics that have been going on recently to allow KFC to get back to its roots. And she gets pretty honest about how she feels that KFC lost their way a little bit and how they marketed and how they mobilized their masses. But today, they certainly feel that they are getting back on track. And Andrea goes over that with me in today's episode. So listen in for it. And if you are seeing anything that KFC is describing on this podcast in the market, feel free to let me know. Authentic Influence Podcast on LinkedIn. But you'll hear more about that after the interview, which I'll get to now. So without further ado, from KFC, our debut episode for 2020, this is Andrea Zemensky. All right, everybody. I am here with Andrea Zemensky of KFC. Andrea, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. I am really interested in learning about a couple of things, which we talked about slightly before this interview, but things which I was totally unfamiliar with before. The one thing that I do know is that KFC has great chicken. The first thing I want to ask about, we've got a (laughs) war heating up in this industry right now over the chicken sandwich. Any thoughts? Are you guys still the leader? What's the deal there? Well, I mean, we consider ourselves kind of the original purveyor of fried chicken. Colonel Sanders um, created his original recipe, and we're very proud of the fried chicken that that we sell. And really, fried chicken has never been more popular uh, than it is right now. And we've been really focused on our own food innovation journey at KFC, where we have been bringing some very exciting items ourselves, uh, like our um, Kentucky Fried Chicken and Waffles. We've just um, launched Kentucky Fried Wings. um, And we are just excited that people around the country are excited about chicken. Yeah, it seems that the the, the boat will hopefully rise, uh, or the tide will rise all boats here. and, And you seem particularly well positioned to, uh, to be the natural leader there. And I want to talk about all that stuff regarding food innovation and, and looking forward in just a little bit. But I do have some other topics I'd like to cover, especially here at the top. First off, I'd love to know about your journey to this point at KFC. How'd you get here? What drew you in? And what gets you out of bed every morning? Well, um, of course, selling the best fried chicken gets me out of bed every morning. But I, I started this role about two years ago. And um, I came out of CPG. I spent a 20-year career at Procter & Gamble working on incredible brands like Crest and Pampers. And and then I got the call to come and and work on this brand and really help lead the turnaround uh, that we've been on on this brand. And, you know, this KFC is really a marketer's dream. Uh, We, you know, we were founded again by Colonel Sanders and really just created such a tremendous toolkit of iconic assets, right? Finger licking good, the bucket, um, Colonel Sanders himself. So, and, and he, he was such a showman, 
Um, so being able to live in that spirit, we get to have a lot of fun here and do really incredible things. We take our business really seriously, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. And so um, we are just getting to do some incredible marketing to, to build this brand. It sounds certainly like it. And I'm glad that you call it a, a, a marketer's dream. It's certainly a wonderful brand to get behind. And, and what a dynamic leader, of course, from the very beginning in Colonel Sanders. And it's about the Colonel that, that I have my, my first question because um, I have heard this term recolonization. And of course, everything that I see right now in, in, in the TV commercials and all that shows different people portraying the Colonel. Hadn't seen that so much in the years past, but noticed that has been trending towards a very clear brand image. I imagine that that's intentional and that you're behind it, but I'm curious how that uh, has has happened over the last few years. Yes. So, you know, we, um, again, we were founded by Colonel Sanders. He was, you know, the best chicken salesman of all time and really built this brand up to its fame, um, really in the U.S. and around the world. And after his death uh, in the U.S., we just lost our way a little bit and um, lost a bit of relevance with uh, customers around the U.S. So in, in 2015, uh, we started a journey that we coined, as you noted, recolonization, which was really just getting back to the values that have always made this brand special. And those values really start and end with the Colonel himself. Um, and we've really gotten behind this recolonization and it has driven a lot of our turnaround. So this year we will deliver our sixth consecutive year of same star sales growth. And it's really been all about building a brand that customers trust and champion. So you mentioned the rotating kernels. We've reintroduced the kernel into our advertising, but with a modern spin, uh, with having these rotating celebrities. Um, my first uh, celebrity kernel was Reba McIntyre, uh, which is my favorite, I will say. Uh, she was our first female kernel. Um, because we've always said that kind of anybody that embodies the spirit of the colonel could could play that that um, that role. Yeah, I really liked her in that role too. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Uh, but really, you know, we've we've gotten back to um, even the quality of our chicken in our restaurants. The colonel coming through in the designs um, of our restaurants. We've been in a, a big remodel. Um, uh, you know, remodeling our estate uh, in the U.S. also, and you see the kernel show up in those those new designs, um, and then of course in our in our advertising as well. So you have made uh, the the kernel relevant again, not not only with uh, you know the way it's portrayed by 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 Reba and others. I, I loved when Reba did it. I also liked. I think Jason Alexander was another favorite of mine. Um, but uh, you've done it in obviously through very real people. And you've also done something that I haven't seen so much before. Um, and that is through a completely virtual version of the kernel. Now, now when I think, and initially when I thought of that, I thought, well, I mean, there's, there's a drawing of them in the logo or on the box or on the, on the, on the bucket, but you have created a completely virtual influencer. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? We did. We did. So, I mean, the exciting thing about this, this whole recarnalization is that it's allowed us to kind of go bigger and bolder. And we try to 
again, kind of channel the spirit of the colonel, which was an over-the-top chicken sales, and he would stop at nothing to sell his fried chicken. So as we've seen the rise of Instagram influencers um, and even this new trend of virtual influencers, really the, the idea um, that the agency brought forward was this idea that if Colonel Sanders himself were alive today, he would find a way to use the world of Instagram influencers to sell his fried chicken. And so that really led to the idea of, well, wait a minute, in a world of virtual influence, virtual influencers, why couldn't the colonel actually become an Instagram influencer? Um, and so our virtual uh, influencer, our virtual colonel influencer was born out of that. And so Colonel Sanders himself uh, became an influencer, uh, of course, all virtual, um, and we really leaned into Instagram, uh, Instagram culture with lots of hashtags, um, lots of lofty, uh, lofty copy. And we, we made him a real influencer. We sent out um, basically media kits uh, also to brands, pitching him as an influencer for other brands. And we had a lot of fun with this. And, you know, we kind of dreamed that maybe he could actually pitch some other brands, but we weren't sure that would actually happen. And what ended up happening was just incredible. And I think uh, even surprised us, which we had major brands actually paying us for the virtual kernel to be their brand influencer. Brands like Casper and Old Spice um, and Dr. Pepper uh, paying us for the kernel to actually go out and influence on behalf of their products and brands. Interesting. So you created a completely virtual influencer and real people came to you offering to pay you real money to use that virtual influencer to promote their brands. I think that that's fascinating and it is absolutely a first on this podcast that we talk with somebody who has done that, uh, nonetheless done it successfully. I'm curious how, one, if there is a future to that for KFC and two, if so, what are ways in which this virtual influencer or this idea may be able to attract um, more, I, the use of the word organic influencers I think is bad because I'd prefer to just call them people, but like customers, like regular people who might come into the store and buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we did it, we didn't do it as a revenue stream for our p and I mean, this really was an a branding effort about being um, really embedded in something that is truly happening in culture uh, with these Instagram influencers. And and really at the end of the day, it's about building relevance with a whole new generation of, of customers. And so, you know, I don't see a state where this becomes, you know, a new giant revenue stream on our PL. Um, but I do, you know, I, I definitely could see the, this virtual kernel um, playing a role in the future uh, because we saw, we really saw customers gravitate um, to this, this kernel and be very entertained by it, um, by him um, and really deeply engage um, also with him and especially with younger um, customers. So we even saw, we've seen our brand consideration over time. Um, really start to accelerate programs like this where we're seeing younger customers want to be involved with our brand because we're showing up in ways that um, that they care about, right? That they're interested in um, that aren't just self-serving. 
Right. Right, right, right. Now, for those, for bringing in those people, and especially those younger consumers, outside of the virtual influencer then, what, what are some of the other ways that you are actively encouraging them to share their experiences and opinions and to be active in that community? Sounds like that could be a very important lifeblood of it. And so I'm guessing there are some ways in which KFC attempts to proactively reach them. Absolutely. So, you know, we, one of the big, so we have our advertising with our rotating kernels, but we also have a big effort on, you know, having KFC authentically show up in pop culture. Uh, Another example that we're really proud of that's been also kind of taken on a whole life of its own um, is our entry into gaming. So this fall, uh, we, um, we created a dating simulator um, and uh, we actually hired a real gaming developer, um, PSYOP, and uh, created a game called I Love You, Colonel Sanders, uh, very loosely based on the life of, of Colonel Sanders. And basically, the objective of the game is to win the affection of Colonel Sanders, um, much like you know, these dating simulators that are out there in the world of gaming. Um, It is available on Steam. We put it on Steam. In fact, uh, we had not planned on launching the game, but in order to have a game on Steam, you have to put up kind of a page in advance. And um, the gaming community actually found it um, and kind of scooped our news. But really, it ended up turning into something incredible because it just created this groundswell of anticipation uh, for this game coming out and people talking about it. And it's been fascinating. So the game has hours of play. It was created by a real, a real um, gaming developer. And people are spending a lot of time playing this game. Um, so right now, we've, we launched it in September. And already, we have over 50 years of gameplay and streaming that has happened on this game based on our, based on our brand. Um, it's up for game of the year on Steam, and people are spending an average of 44 minutes playing this game. So, you know, when you talk about a brand having, you know, we want to have engagement with our brand and people um, wanting to participate in what we're doing as a brand. I think this is this has set kind of a new bar for us with finding new customers and having them engage deeply um, with our brand by going to something that they care about and doing it in an authentic way that they can actually have fun with it um, in things that they enjoy doing. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's another first. I've never heard of a brand make a video game, but that is interesting. Plenty of content, 50 years worth. Of, I don't even know how you could parse through all that, but uh, with people streaming it as well, it's certainly become a very popular thing to do um it could create some very authentic connections and that's that's that is super interesting to hear that's two things now that i just didn't <laughs> didn't expect or maybe didn't know was even out there yeah, so i, I appreciate mean, that even yeah yeah we even had for you know we launched the game in september and then for halloween we had people sending in photos of them dressing up as the characters from the game um you know as we got into the month of october for halloween so, I mean, people are really excited and engaged um, with this, this idea. Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm sure that's also a great way to be building more direct relationships with people. You know, they are not just eating your food, but or just following, you know, your your, your Instagram account to see the, the goings on <laughs> of the virtual kernel. But 
to also be playing a game. It's it's on that note of building more direct or perhaps more involved relationships uh, that I want to get into innovation a little bit. I know we talked about food innovation at the very top. Happy to talk about that a little bit more. But also I know that you are doing some um, heavy work to create a direct channel through uh, through e-commerce. I know you have partnerships. I know you're doing some of it through your own properties. So if you could tell me a little bit more about that, because I'd love to hear it straight from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, as I mentioned, we did, um, you know, food innovation has been a big, big priority for us. We have kind of a whole new um, food innovation program that debuted with Chicken and Wobbles about a year ago. And we've had, you know, other collaborations like Cinnabon and Cheetos. Um, and then also we've just launched our Kentucky Fried Wings. So that has been a, a big um, component of getting those customers into our restaurants to actually eat our, our fried chicken and creating food that is also very relevant um, to our both our core customers and, and new customers. But, you know, the other important thing, as you mentioned, is making sh- it's more important than ever to let customers to come to them in the way that they want to experience our food. And that is where really e-commerce um, and online ordering becomes <clears throat> very important. So we have um, we have a partnership that's very well publicized with Grubhub, and um, and so we've been able to kind of grow our uh, delivery business uh, through Grubhub. And then this fall, with the launch of our Kentucky Fried Wings, we also launched our own channel um, on KFC.com where customers can order uh, to have it delivered. Or another great thing, especially when you're getting a bucket of chicken on your way home for dinner with your family, uh, also having the ability to order online to then be able to go pick it up on your on your way home, which is something that we've seen be even bigger than what we expected on our, on our own channels. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, it's a, it's a convenience and an ease factor that folks can just do it while they're on the go and then come quick, make a stop, pick it up, come home, and then enjoy those moments at home with their family, uh, as I'm sure people have for years. But with this new direct element, I imagine that there are vast brand benefits that are simply beyond the ease of the customers. Specifically here, I'm referring to that ability to build differentiated or direct relationships with people. Obviously, having first-party data behind a credit card transaction is important too, so I'm curious to the brand, uh, you know, from the brand's perspective, the tactical ways in which uh, there are, there's a halo effect to the benefit of going direct beyond just, it's another way you can order us. Right. There, there absolutely is. So I think from the customer perspective, they get the benefit of being able to experience KFC in a way that fits into their life, right? By having it delivered or picking it up. Then um, from perspective, from a brand perspective, it does give us the ability to do um, what I refer to as kind of true performance marketing, because you can kind of close the loop on that, you know, final, final sale. And, and ultimately, it also will help us provide better marketing, better offers, better communication um, with customers to be able to share with them, you know, if they if they are a bucket buyer because they like to have a bucket of chicken with their you know family of four or family of five, we can talk to them about that. 
or if they're really interested in new menu items, we can talk to them about um, a new item that maybe we're testing in their location, like chicken and donuts um, that we, we tested this year. Um, really? So we can also cater things to them that they you know could be more interested in as well. Yeah, chicken and donuts. I got to get on your list now. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I will tell you, it is it is very delicious. I'm now. You know what? I'm going to be completely curious now. Let's go back to food innovation for a second because I know chicken and waffles was launched, and that's uh, clearly that's become. I mean, it's become more popular of an item everywhere. Um, chicken and donuts is interesting. Is there anything else that's going out there in the t- in the testing world? I mean, what 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 can some people expect to see at you know a couple of dotted KFCs around the the country or maybe even the world? Well, one of the things that um, that I am personally, I just have a lot of passion for, I'm excited about uh, this. At the end of this summer, we tested, we were the first um, brand to test um, plant-based fried chicken uh, in QSR. So uh, we partnered with Beyond Meat, uh, which is just an incredible brand. Uh, I think we, we just share uh, the same philosophy for for. Um, how we how we treat our brand. So it's been a pretty magical partnership. And uh, for one day only, actually, because we sold out in five hours, uh, customers could come to Atlanta and try um, Beyond Fried Chicken. So that is that has been a very exciting uh, test for us. And then we followed that up with uh, with chicken and donuts. So we we've uh, we are cooking up a lot of exciting things in our in our kitchen these days. Yeah, that that sounds like it too. And of course the the um, plant-based meat alternatives are, uh, they're a hot item. Five hours. That's a very fast sellout. Um, we had, we had, we had to call the, um, local, um, authorities to come and help us, uh, manage traffic because people were just lined up around the block, uh, trying to come and get this. I can imagine. Well then let's ask about those people lined up around the block, maybe not on that specific day, but people who are passionate about either tested or mainstream KFC. And um, the reason I ask about it is because uh, these folks, I'm sure uh, they're going to share, probably whether you like it or not, about their experiences and what, what's going on. Uh, these are sort of, in my at least, opinion, um, some of the most authentic opinions that a brand can get and to use uh, in their communities because it's, it's their customers. It's the people who put their money where their mouth is and then use their mouth to talk about it. So I'm curious some of the ways in which KFC leverages those opinions, those experiences, and puts them back into their own community. And being the namesake of the show, this is what I call some of the authentic influence that brands can peddle. But I'm curious, what are some of the ways, or maybe some of the planned ways, in which KFC does that? Yeah, so I think, first of all, people are very passionate about fried chicken. I think we started there in the in the conversation. Uh, and so we love that passion, and um, and we we are very in tune to everything that's happening kind of across all of our all of our social channel channels, um, you know, with with and, and what everyone is kind of saying about our brand, with all of the also things that we do in pop culture, you know, we also have very um, sophisticated, I would say, measurement of making sure we've got our good um, sentiment of what's happening on our brand, uh, the things that we're doing, making sure that we're hitting the mark um, correctly, whether it's on a food item um, or whether it's on something that we've done in pop culture. And um, and so 
we stay in pretty close contact with our customers uh, from that from that point of that point of view. And then we also use that. I mean, right now, so we've launched our Kentucky Fried Wings, for example. One of the things that customers have been very passionate about as we've launched these Kentucky Fried Wings is that we've brought back um, our honey, honey barbecue sauce behind it. There was actually even a Facebook page uh, previously of, you know, the, the, the petition to bring back honey barbecue wings. <laughs> um, and so we are using that kind of passion that the customers are bringing for our honey barbecue wings also to um, to influence our marketing plans going forward to really make sure that we're rewarding those those customers um, for showing that passion uh, for our products. So a lot of ways in which you can potentially be be, be collecting and and sharing these opinions and experiences, and that that's great um, because you know I've I've seen it happen a little bit. I think brands probably have a long way to go in some cases with, with capturing this, but setting up that infrastructure and starting with, with the passion there and, and yeah, leveraging that groundswell sometimes that you'll get a public sentiment, bring back X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Right. Um, right. Certainly a good way to start to tap into that. That's great. Yes. So I agree. There's a lot of untapped potential there. Oh yeah. I, I, I think so too. Um, and I, that it makes me wonder because and I'm just going to spitball with, here, with you here a little bit because what I've seen so far this year, and really in the past year, we've been doing this for about a year now, is a it's it's a coalescence, not 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 completely, but certainly a coming together of those experiences and, and marketing through that sort of thing, and the, the product itself. So sometimes you'll get that from a purely marketing or social perspective, like the, you know, bring back XYZ campaigns that just that just pop up organically. And then sometimes it's it's ways in which brands are putting experiences and ways to share and ways to talk about KFC publicly or a brand publicly right within its own product or, or, or even package experience. With that in mind, I'm stoking this pretty hard. Um, you want to talk to me a little bit about Secret Sanders? Yes, absolutely. This has been this has been a fun one. So the holidays have always been a big deal uh, for KSC, and it goes all the way back again to Colonel Sanders. Um, and you know, we built this. He built these holiday campaigns around holidays are a really busy time, and so it's a great time to let the Colonel cook for you, right? Come and get a bucket of chicken. And so for many years, we've had, you know, holiday packaging that, you know, dons the middle of the table. And, um, and so it's a very festive and exciting time uh, for us and very relevant to our brand. So this year, we really, we challenged the team to say, much to the insights that you're talking about, how could you elevate that and actually start to get customers more engaged with this? Uh, versus having a static package, how could you actually create engagement through it? And I mean, the team came up with basically this program, it's called um, Secret Sanders, and we created a bucket. So for the first time ever, we have a bucket that is has a, a unique illustration from an, a book author and illustrator, Nicholas John Frith. Um, so a very kind of famous um, il illustrator created our scene uh, on our bucket. And then embedded into that scene are 11 gifts. 11 is a very important number for us for our 11 um, herbs and spices. So 11 uh, gifts that the Colonel will be gifting this year. 
And so basically customers have to take a picture of what they want on the bucket uh, and then post that. And then they're entered into the into the contest to be able to win one of these very cool items like a kernel tree topper or uh, fried chicken uh, uh, wrapping paper and or even a Colonel Sanders uh, Santa suit, uh, which I think is the most premier premier prize on there. And we have seen incredible engagement from this. So our buckets are just in our restaurants. It's our bucket packaging. Um, and we've already, I think we've only been out for just a little over a week. We already have over 2,000 entries um, of people actually getting the bucket and, and wanting these items. And, and we're seeing that really accelerate and, and grow. We've already had over 64 million earned social impressions from people talking about, uh, about this promotion with our packaging. Wow. So it's a it's an incredibly um, exclusive uh, Sanders Christmas suit. Is that what it was? What what does that entail exactly? Like a full full outfit? What is that? It is a full uh, Santa outfit. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, it is a full on Santa outfit. Yes, it's very customized to be kernelized. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm not surprised that people are going going after that, and of course the other ten gifts available. Um, and and that that's that's great. It's exactly what I'm talking about. Sort of ways to to bring together the the, the direct experience of of you know consuming the brand as well as then going and sharing about it. That's a great example. So I'm glad to glad that I stoked it. I'm glad that you helped me out. Um, <laughs> so all right, in total, KFC this year has done a ton. Sounds like you have launched a game. You are going to send somebody a Santa suit. You are going to uh, maybe do more uh, tests of chicken and donuts. I hope. Fingers crossed. You <laughs> sold out a bunch of meat alternatives. You, um, uh, a bunch of other stuff we, we've been talking about this entire time. Now I'm curious, what's next? I mean, what are you most looking forward to for this brand over, and maybe it's next year, maybe it's the next couple of years, but uh, you seem to be diversifying in tactics a lot. And as this ongoing recolonization continues, uh, what, what's what's next? What, what's your vision for where this goes from here? Yeah, so I think that the best is yet to come for this brand. So you know, I think we're just getting started. I think you know this entire recolonization has set us up um, to to be able to do these these breakout things. You know, I think 10 years ago, the idea of creating a game based on the life of Colonel Sanders, I don't think would have been possible. Um, but now that we've brought him back into the center of pop culture, uh, the the possibilities of what we can do uh, with this brand really are limitless. Um, and, you know, so I would say that from a kind of branding perspective. And then, you know, from a food innovation point of view, I think we are now starting to establish ourselves as um, as a brand that can bring really, you know, we already knew we had craveable fried chicken, but, you know, we are also establishing ourselves as a brand that has really craveable items that maybe you can't get anywhere else, um, especially kind of across the country at an affordable price, like, like chicken and waffles, uh, for example, or, you know, like what we've tested with chicken and donuts or being the first to bring plant-based fried chicken. So I also think that, um, the menu innovation, uh, that can come, um, 
you know, based on our heritage as, you know, fried chicken, as the fried chicken experts, uh, is also uh, limitless. And, uh, and so I think really, you know, to say it again, again, trying to build KFC into a brand that customers trust and champion, I think our, our best days are, are still even ahead of us. Well, that's good to hear. I can't wait to see what, what happens. And then to close, I want to get some advice from you and specifically for our listeners, many of whom are marketers, some who are just starting their own brands, some of whom are part of larger brands. And uh, generally, people tune into the show to figure out how people are connecting more closely with their customers and, and, and building more authentic brands in that way. You've done a lot of stuff here. You've collected a lot of public sentiment. What would be your advice to those folks who are simply trying to, to do better in this way? Yeah, so, you know, my biggest principle, and this has been my for a lot of years, is that nothing great happens when you're comfortable. Um, good things will happen, but if you really want great things to happen, and this can be in your career, um, it can be in for your brand, it can even be in your personal life. Um, but really for great things to happen, you've got to get outside of your comfort zone um, and take and take some risks. And I think we're we're proving that out. Uh, and I am proving out that principle every day here here at KFC. So I just would really encourage people to to push out and, and take some take some bold risks and I think they'll see the benefits. So then get out of that comfort zone and for goodness sakes, go pick up some chicken and donuts well, for yeah. now. <laughs> uh, for, for now, it's been great to, to, to hear about what the brand has been doing this year and, and what is yet to come. And uh, thank you for bringing the Colonel back and showing us the magic. Uh, and for now, Andrea, it's been great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much, Adam. This has been fun. Thank you. Thank you so much to Andrea Zemensky from KFC for joining the podcast for our first 2020 episode. It was a bucket of fun. If you like this show, if it's your first time listening, or if it's your first time listening in 2020, which should be the case for everyone, then here's what you should do. A couple things. First off, subscribe to us wherever you listen, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Leave me a rating and review if you feel so compelled. It'd be great to have that public show of support. But also, we are most active on LinkedIn. Authentic Influence Podcast is the page where you can find all content related to the show. And you can also connect with me personally, Adam Connor, there. I'll be back again on Thursday with another fantastic interview, our second of 2020. Like I said, we're going to get straight back into it, and I can't wait to share the year of stories with you. But for now, and for Authentic Influence, and until next time, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.